0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg, and this is show 114. Yes, it is the post-game blues. Yes, post-game blues for the Kansas City Chefs game at Sparrowhead Stadium. Well, what do you think? I don't know what to think. I just, uh, I'm numb. I'm numb like the rest of the nation. We're all numb. People are in the last phase of depression, which is just kind of ignoring the whole situation. I've noticed a lot of the blogs and a lot of the, um, sites aren't getting as many hits. The fans are disappointed. Colorado Chris kind of has sets the tone, uh, on the comments forum section because a lot of people are really, Just freaking flipped out about the team. And I just want you to know, before I start the show, I want to run a little here with this. Because I talked a little bit about this um, while we were losing in the beginning of the season. And I think now we have to focus on something a little different. We have to start looking at individual players. Um, I'm paying a whole lot more attention to college right now. Because we need to look and see what's going on with the draft. I certainly hope and pray that Al Davis and company, that's Lombardi and crew, I hope their dysfunction isn't reality. I hope it's just a bump in the road because we need some good players. And I don't mean drafting players we need. I mean drafting players that are good. I never agreed with the drafting need situation. You need to draft the best players Out there available gives you the best options all the way down the line. So, you know what? We're two and eight. What the hell? Let's watch the games. Let's have some fun. Let's party. Let's have some beers. Let's tailgate like we mean it, like we're monsters, because that's what we are. We are the Red Nation, and we know how to roll in the parking lot. That's what we're going to do. So, without further ado, on to show 114. That's the show. Yeah, yeah. Old town. Do you know about my city, Oaktown, the city of O? Old. Old oh, don't you know? Old town. Do you know about my city, Oaktown, the city of O? Today's don't show will know. be the post-game day. blues. Post-game blues for yes, the game. Sparrowhead Stadium and NFL has a change in focus. Yeah, they got a change in focus. They want to focus right up the bunghole, and I'll talk a little more about that. Moss is lost. Hey, Johnny, it's time for Johnny Moran. I say right now, brother, sit Moss's skinny little ass on the pine and get Johnny Moran and Ronald Curry into the picture. And let's just get ready to lose these two losers, Porter and Moss. Anyways, I'll get into that in just a moment. And then the comments forum. Section is the place where this brothers spit to me on how to be a Mac and not a brother be. It wasn't about the body, just lacked up put the money you racked up and when it came to standing ground you never backed up. Another day, another episode when clues got bowl. Another story, another story to be told to the young bucks a feature hood was coming up. Our Oakland Raiders who yes lost another game in the second half. No second half touchdowns. I could go on and on about uh, the second half play calling, etc., etc. etc. But I won't. Let's go on to our Raiders offense. course, the score was Raiders thirteen, Chiefs seventeen, another nail biter, another cliffhanger by our Oakland Raiders. Brooks, who came in, wasn't surprised he was gonna play. I did beef about him playing because I think Walter needs the time. I think we need to find out whether Walter's the man. And what I found out was Brooks had enough time to look at the playbook. Brooks also had enough time to examine the new plays that uh, offensive coordinator Tom the Turkey Walsh (laughs) 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 has been laying down for Walter and has taken total advantage. Brooks was in there like an 18-year-old kid, flinging passes left and right, completed 13 for 22 for 179 yards, One TD and one hapless game ending interception. Brooks also ran for 34 yards on five carries, which is better than a lot of our running backs at this point. Fargus had 19 carries for 52 yards. Jordan already had four carries for 24. Crockett had five for 19. Curry, most pass to, five times 85 yards. He is a monster. R. Williams, three for 41 yards. We got our tight ends involved in this game. It was very good to see. I love seeing Curry out there, and I think they're letting them play more because they've been afraid of his injury, of his hamstring. It's a tough one to come back from. So I'm glad to see him playing well. It's tough in the winter, too. You know, it's really, really tough. The offense had a spark this game. The offense had some rhythm for a change. Brooks came in and showed some magic, made the team lift its game up a little bit. Even though our offensive line is still like Swiss cheese, Brooks made him look like Hollywood heroes because, boy, let me tell you, he got away with some insane, I mean insane near sacks. Unbelievable. The guy was on fire. Showed at the end of the game. He cramped up, had some trouble physically, but he gave it his 110%. Brooks gave it his all, man. He wants his job. As far as I'm concerned, with the offense we have, the way things are going, maybe they should set Walter on the bench and let him think about things for a while. At least until Aaron Brooks gets hurt again. Because with our offensive line, it is inevitable. My prediction, we will be seeing both these quarterbacks the rest of the season. Special teams did pretty good. Carr only had three returns for a 23-yard average, which is not really good for him. But kept us in the game pretty good. Jano, awesome. Two for two. Great kicker. Leckler was a little bit shy on the foot. Only 41 average yards. But that's still better than nothing. And field position wasn't the best in this game, but it was not the reason why we lost the reason why we lost this game was on the defense uh defensive playing stellar uh, some people say that the offenses that we've been playing, like Denver and Kansas City, are just putting enough just enough points uh and then letting their defenses keep us down. I say that's horse crap. I think that anybody that could roll up the score on us definitely would. Denver, because Shanahan, don't mess around. Uh, Kansas City, they would put the points on us if they could. They just weren't able to. But Larry Johnson, LJ, worked us 31 carries for 154 freaking yards. Where is the run protection here? Where is the run defense? It is gone. It just showed in this game how willfully weak our defensive line is. Now we had trouble with him earlier in the season, and here we go. We get some star running backs that are pretty powerful. We'll have uh, L. Not, we got LJ this time. We're going to have LT next week, and that's going to be something to behold because I know he's going to work us over for 200. The defense also came up with two sacks. Néan came up big and got a sack, and Lance Johnstone mysteriously got a sack as well. I was totally surprised at that. The offense was totally missing in the second half, not showing any production. And, of course, the last half of the game, when we had one second, two seconds, actually had enough to play three downs. We got that last interception with, of course, that punk-ass biatch, Randy Moss, half in the pattern, running behind, sees the ball come out, and doesn't take a single move to try to get the ball or keep the other guy from getting the ball last time i checked for my four million dollars i was paying for a wide receiver to take care of business and that's all phases of being a wide receiver and we'll get into that in just a little bit it seems like tom yes tom the turkey tom the idaho turkey walsh Has getting a little bit better with his play calling. However, he's woefully weak in the second half, showing yes, that he is learning just like an infant to a child because he should end up about three years old by the time the season's over from an embryo. That's his learning curve at this point. Yes, we've all had to suffer through Tom Walsh's growing pains. Everybody in the offense, including Art who is being pummeled in the media for his lack of, yes, and I quote-unquote, accountability. Yes, the word seems to be watered down quite a bit, just like vodka on the rocks. You let it sit long enough, and what you got is rocks, period, water, period, no substance, period. Art Shell, where is the doggone commitment to excellence? Okay, that's the end of that, man, because that game, um, we had an opportunity to win it. I'm not going to you know, beat it to death because everybody saw it. Everybody saw what happened. It was kind of poetic justice that Randy Moss had an opportunity to be a champ or a chump and definitely fell into the chump category. Next topic is the NFL has a change of focus. Sure, they do have a change of focus. They've been wanting to focus for years. They wanted to folk Al for a long time. But here they come with this article out of uh, profootballtalk.com, which is about a 50-50 on the rumor because a lot of it is rumor. But it's being spread like wildfire how the NFL is concerned about the Oakland Raiders franchise, the front office, and the future of the franchise. Well, I will tell you with unequivocally that that is bullshit to the highest degree. And there's several reasons. Al Davis has sued the NFL several times. Why would they care about what happens to the Oakland Raiders? Number two, what happens when the refs get on the field against the Oakland Raiders? Proven to be week after week. Game killing calls against the Oakland Raiders that seem to not happen to the opponent ever. So I can hardly imagine that we are the only team in football that creates penalties, but I can see that we are the highest penalized team in football, regardless of our record. Regards to the players, I've gone over this before. I think that's bullshit. But considering the NFL might even possibly have a thought about the Oakland Raiders, the only thing they're thinking about is how juicy it is to feed on the carcass. Now they've had an opportunity to pound Shell and Tom Walsh. Of course, I've done the same myself, but they do it so much more viciously and without any positive content to their viperous words, comparing him to people like Joe Bugle and Bill Callahan and the way the dumbest team in America backlash happened to callahan back in uh, the day after the Gruden debacle, Um, unbelievable. The league concern over the state of the franchise is just a bunch of crap. Don't fall into it and don't believe it. Another low is set by the Raiders by their record, of course, and, yes, 12 straight divisional losses. Looks to be 13 if the Chargers have their way. Hopefully we can pull out a miracle. It's always hopeful. you got to be hopeful. It's part of being a fan, for crying out loud. Back to this PFT article. They talked about Lombardi's influence, Raiders uh, owner Al Davis fading into the black and one foot in the grave, and the fact that Shell might be taking over the whole organization as a GM. I also said this was a concern I had a couple of podcasts ago. However, it has not been proved. It is not happening. As far as I'm concerned, the same situation is status quo. Al Davis will let things roll as they may until the end of the season, and then, and only then, I think he will come out and make one of his glorious statements about what he is planning on doing with the team. I cannot see him letting things go, especially with the team, and the popularity waning, as it would for any team. And I don't mean the Raider Nation, because we are strong-ass fans. I'm talking about the fringe fans. I'm talking about the fans who like the Raiders, but are so angry at the Raiders that they're not gonna they're not gonna be there for the Raiders. You know they're pouting fans, whatever you want to call them. And don't dog them because they're fans too. Um, what do you want to call them? You know sideline fans. You want to call them part time fans. There's a lot of fans out there, but they're pissed, just like you are, just like I am about the whole situation. Um, there are a lot of situations that have happened here that we haven't been aware of in the organization, in the front office. I am positive. Whether it has influence on the team is really speculative at this point. But definitely the NFL is not concerned with the Oakland Raiders. As my friend Sean from the Raider take, if they were so freaking concerned, where was their concern for the Lions, Bengals, and who else? The Texans. I don't hear a whole lot about the NFL worried about those teams the whole premise of this article is they need a bad guy in the NFL and the Raiders are the bad guy and we're not living up to the bad guy image. Well, damn, allow us to do some moves. Allow us to get some coaches. Help us out a little bit, NFL. Maybe you can. I think that's bullshit that the whole article is stinky like an old piece of fish. You got to get it out of the house, into the dumpster and out to the dump as soon as possible. And that's what I got to say about that. Okay. Okay, well, let's see now. Moss, um, that little punk-ass biatch, and I'll say that again, uh, we will be seeing him at the fan send-offs, and we want you to check out the Raider Nation video cast because it will be Having a definite session with Randy Moss when he comes up to the gate to leave for the San Diego game, I will be asking him, point blank, why is he a crybaby at $4 million a year? Check it out. Okay, so Moss is lost. Here's Johnny. Johnny Morant, that is. And Ronald Curry. My suggestion, like many people on a lot of the forums in the Raider Nation, get these two punk-ass biatches on the bench. Put Porter and Moss together, let them crochet, give them something to do, whatever. Keep them in sweats, that would even be better, but do not let them play football, make them sit on the sidelines earning no money because neither one of them are making any money or any moves for that matter, especially the waste of oxygen, Randy, I can't complete a route Moss, and Randy, I can't catch a pass Moss because I might mess up my doggone manicure. This guy is primped to the hilt. You should see him with his $500 shoes and his, well, excuse me, $1,000 shoes, excuse me, $1,500 shoes, and his $800 shirts, and his Mercedes-Benz S600, and all that crap. He's looking real good. He's real happy to take the paycheck from the Oakland Raiders, but he is just one of those guys you work with. You know those guys. They come to work. They're in the job. But they never do shit. They're lazy. They kiss the boss's ass. You never see them doing any hard work. They're just getting by. And you know what? That's exactly what Randy, Randy Moss is. He is a punk that just barely gets by. He needs to leave. Everybody's speaking out to get his skinny little ass out of here. But before he leaves, I have a great idea. Let's name another award after him. The Randy Moss is Lost Award. Here the award stands for It's Happiness Driven Players Unite. All those overpaid big mouths of the NFL. Moss, 2, Porter. 2 is T-O, of course, Porter. Ego Sellouts. That's what this award stands for that's a role model for selfish selfishness in the NFL and poor effort unless you're overpaid and freaking happy. There's the award right there. I'm going to have Randy make one up. We'll have it on the website in the next couple of days. The Randy Moss Happiness Driven Players Unite Award. Yes, you have to be happy in order to perform as a professional athlete, you idiot. Cannot believe what's come out of his mouth. You know, he wants people to pay him to make him happy, and then he'll catch the ball? What the hell is that? Well, it's him. It's Porter. It's the Cancers in the locker room. Don't give me this crap about that's what happens when you're losing. I don't buy it. Other teams don't go through it. Teams that have been losing don't go through it. Let me tell you, it is a character issue for each individual, And one poison apple can spoil the whole bunch. As we all know, we've seen it happen before. I just can't wait for this geek mo to hit the dough, if you know what I'm saying. So Randy Moss, he's lost. And we need to get Johnny Morant and Ronald Curry in the picture. We need to have them out there. You know, for crying out freaking loud, Art Shell, we are 2-8. and It is time to start making some moves. It's time to start seeing how some players play and put people out there who want the job. If you don't put Morant out there and see if he can make it in the real NFL and you plan on using him next season, brilliant! It's brilliant if you use him. It's idiotic and bone headish, if you don't use them. I suggest to you, Art Shell, you start using players you're going to need, like Paul McQuiston. Get him into the mix. Let him get some roughed up. See how he's doing. Get his technique going. Let's put some players in there that hey, we haven't played, young guys, and see how they do. Hey, you know what? We got nothing to lose. I know Al wants to win games. I know Art wants to win games. Bullshit, Art. If you wanted to win games, you'd have kissing mate with jerry porter before this whole thing got blown out of proportion you definitely would have had a talk with randy moss before he started popping off and you still have not confronted him in the media or personally and held him quote-unquote accountable for his actions this flips me out as a raider fan and someone who really loves the team but right now man it's hard to find love for this organization I love the team. I love the players who put hard effort in. There's a lot of them out there, and they're very cool. The kickers, Shane Leckler, of course. Janikowski, of course. Uh, Jared Cooper, the coolest. Jared Cooper is the man. Uh, Derek Burgess. These guys bring it every single day. Warren Sapp's been bringing it. Uh, Lance Johnstone, the defense has been bringing it. But You know what? The front fours needed work. We've all known that. There's no big surprise. We were just exposed against LJ in the Kansas City game. That's the way it goes. That's just how it is. So we're going to be off to San Diego, and good luck to us because we're going to need every freaking bit of it. Trust me. Now, an interesting note, and I will say this now because uh, I'm sure it's out of the box already, They've been chopping around John Gruden's name out of Tampa Bay. Now, there's rumor that they're not happy with him, even though uh, Bruce has said that he's happy with Gruden and he's happy with the direction of the team, blah, 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 blah. But there have been some feelers out there to see where Gruden might possibly go. It's far-fetched. It's unbelievable. It might never happen in a million years unless the moon and the stars all line up and together and we have some celestial event. However, would it be bad to have Gruden back in the mix for our Oakland Raiders? Don't know. If he had control, maybe things could happen a lot different. I know at the very least our draft picks would be much better, and the players would certainly play much better for him especially with his offense and his schemes going on. So, Gruden could be a possibility. We never know. Um, we just have to get people to come to Oakland. I don't know if we can get Gruden to come back to Oakland. People seem not to want to come here. That's why we have Shell. We know Shell was low bid, and that's what we got. We got what we got. We certainly didn't spend any money on an offensive coordinator. And, yes, again, I have to say it again. Tom, the turkey... <laughs> Walsh, yes, he certainly was a bargain basement price. I wonder if he's making any more than he did as mayor. Hmm, hard to say. Maybe enough, maybe enough. You know he's working for a paycheck because he certainly isn't trying to get a career started again. I see that they're making his bed up there in Idaho, Brokeback, Idaho, that is, uh, so he can go back and snuggle in with Mrs. Potato Head, and they can live happily ever after in the frozen tundra. Okay, let's see. On to the Raider Nation podcast forum. Let's check that out right now. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. And we have Hotown Raider Day. Unbelievable. Can we please get Curry and Porter a few more shots and Bench Moss for a while? I think Porter should be benched as well last time I checked the Raider Nation is isn't into bottle feeding babies. I'll be the first one to call Moss call for Moss's head no, you're not the first one. you're probably the fifteen millionth one and then uh you know as t o cries blah 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 they're both in the same bunch. that's what he's saying blah 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 um. And then he also says, is there any way that Denver and San Diego could both lose at the same time? He hates them both. <laughs> the Silver and Black Coyote. Well, hometown Raider Dave, I work with hometown Raider Dave. He's a good guy, man. Raider Dave, you, you're you the bomb. And uh, he's a pretty smart kid. He knows a lot about football. And he loves this team. And he puts it down for this team. And uh, I respect his opinion. And, of course, uh, I think Curry and and, uh, Johnny Morant should be out there right now. One and two, baby. Let him go. Let him go out there and catch the ball. The assassin. The assassin comes in with postgame. Another second half of football without a touchdown. But he won't dwell on the obvious, he says. Brooks brought energy to our offense. He sure as hell did. I've always been in the majority. But I think he'd much rather see him in there than Walter. Now, a lot of guys have said that. I like Walter. I like the way he throws the ball. Um, he's got some talent, but he has, is a different quarterback. He needs protection. He's a different style of play. And I'll tell you right now, Raider fans, and also Assassin, you you know, I know this as much as I do. Al Davis likes the Walter type of quarterback. He likes the guy that can get in there and throw the ball. Walter must learn how to avoid the sacks, which he hasn't learned yet under this brilliant, brilliant Tom Walsh offense. I don't blame the kid. He's been battered and bruised. He needs to sit down and take a rest. And it's cool that we have a quarterback like Brooks that can come in and make it happen. The problem with Brooks, and I will tell you this, as everyone's calling for him to play, be wary of what he does because he's very inconsistent and his playing is very inconsistent. I hope we can change him around. Gannon was something that happened the same way. He was very inconsistent, came here, became a zero-to-hero. And I hope this happens from Brooks. I was I was pumped up about the beginning of the season, but Brooks didn't have the plays he has right now at the beginning of the season when he started. This offense was just an embryo when he started. But I'll tell you this: Let me just say that if it wasn't for uh, Aaron Brooks, this this particular game we would uh, have lost in a much worse fashion than we did because they run the ball. They ran the ball down our throat. Okay, so <clears throat> the assassin also comes and says, "Rader Greg said the, in his podcast that he believes Shell and Wall will be back for another year. Now, at the beginning of the season, he would have agreed 100%, but he's not so sure now. In an interview before the Seattle game, Al Davis was asked where he sees improvement, and, and what his response was is he doesn't want improvement. He wants wins. He wouldn't be surprised if he makes a move to get Bobby Paterno again or someone else. He can't imagine the old man going in the sunset bruised and battered like this. Hang tough, nation, he says. I agree. But I'll tell you, I think that he has made a deal with the devil, and I think we're stuck with these two idiots for another season. I hope I don't choke on these words. I hope I'm totally wrong, but I don't see a change. I don't see any movement right now. What I see is Art Schell trying to mold the team into what he wants, um, because he didn't have that when he came here. He didn't have a team that he wanted. He didn't have the guys on there that he wanted. So now he's going to make. A, he's making a play to get some drafts to make it happen for him because he wasn't involved that time. Dylan, thanks, Randy. Dylan comes in with, thanks to Randy Moss, that bum, and his lazy ass, we lost the game. I pretty much walked out of the sports bar as soon as I saw the pick thrown. Well, of course, everyone else did too. Everybody's heart hit the floor again, but tell me you didn't expect it. Tell me that you didn't expect us to blow it on that play. I'll tell you, that's a terrible feeling they have as a fan. It's terrible to think, oh my gosh, the Raiders are going to blow it. They're going to blow it. Oh, we have a chance. We have a chance. Oh, gosh, please don't blow it. And look what happened. What he saw was that lazy fuck, excuse my language, not even attempt to get the ball, which I said already. And he's a piece of shit and needs to be benched. I totally agree. And he's just sorry that he has a Moss jersey. Well, I'll tell you what all you guys at number 18 could do. Everybody that listens to the Radio Nation podcast, if you got enough money to be able to afford it, I'll tell you, I wouldn't wear it. I certainly wouldn't bring it to a game. I'd be ashamed. I'd be ashamed to wear that number in the Raider Nation. I'm going to tell everybody they have it go, what are you doing wearing that guy's number? If that's all the gear you got, well, that's what you got to deal with, man. That's the way it is. But if you got the dough, then send that shit back to Oakland. Send it back to the Oakland Alameda main station there for the Oakland Raiders. You can get the address on the website, Raiders.com. Check it out. Get yourself a little bag. Stick that doggone shirt in there. You can actually burn a little of it. That'll make him feel a little bit better. And ship that crap to the Raiders organization. That'll send a hell of a message, don't you think? I think so. Raider Frank. The Chiefs, they always suck, he says. Well, they didn't suck today. The second half. What was the second half? We'd led six games at the halftime, of course, and we were only able to hold on to one for a win. What a difference Brooks made. He was able to escape the rush while I think Walter would have been sacked. Well, you don't think about it. I'm positive he would have been sacked. Man, <laughs> Aaron Brooks was Houdini in this game. I couldn't believe the escapes he had. The offense looked better. Brooks was able to call some audibles and read the defense way better than Walter. It shows what you experience can get you. Well, it's true. I think Book takes a chance to study the playbook more, like I said, and knows where Audibles will go and work for Walsh's idiotic Tom the Turkey Walsh's play calling. Now, Jordan is out for the rest of the season. I didn't mention that in my podcast. Thanks for reminding me I was going to say that. Jordan and probably Gallery breaks our hearts that, of course, Gallery is out. You know, the uh, the human revolving door is out. Who cares? You know, let him be out. Moss needs to ride the pine. Shell needs to play the guys that want to play. Curry, Whitted, and even if Porter shows some wanting to play. Go Raiders, Raider Frank. I agree, Frank, but I don't think Whitted is rid of the guy. I think Johnny Morant. Don't you guys remember Moran? He's the man. we got to give him a chance. He hasn't had a chance in the NFL. Give the man a chance. He's ready. He's hungry. And I'm telling you, he will freak people out. Give him an opportunity to win. Mayak, Raider fan from across the pond. Mayak's coming in from the UK, my friend. Randy Moss needs to be stoned. Well, let me tell you, Mayak, Randy Moss is stoned. He's probably stoned before every game. That would be Mike's uh, interpretation of his behavior by any by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly not concentrating. <laughs> ear, ear, ear. <coughs> Randy Moss ready to play, so he goes on. He has got a, a, a pretty good post here, and I want every Raider fan. Come on, if you listen to the show, you got to check out the website. Go to RaiderNationPodcast.com. dot com. Check out the comments form section. These things are brilliant. They're brilliant. They're beautiful. People write some great stuff, and Mayak has a good thing here. Um. He talks a lot about the games. He talks a lot about 60 minutes of football. He says here, I know you don't like these long posts, Raider Greg. I do like the long posts. Keep putting them in there. I just can't read them. I have a hard time. I get tongue-tied, as you well know. (sighs) So, long story short, he talks about Namby Pamby. Shove your talent up your ass, Moss. Um. And so he's going to get a post game manicure. He is just not worth it, man. He wants to, he's supposed to be a professional. He's talking about it. Uh professional, Randy, do you understand the word? Is it too big? It is called professional. It means you do your freaking job or put it in the terms you can relate to. If me get paid, if me play bad, Me get less money than me go to another team. Less money mean less bling. (laughs) Me play good. Me might get good job and good team. Me nice guy. Me honest. Me deserve more money. Me play good then. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck wit. (laughs) That's what he calls him. I love it. I love it. Mayak, you are funny, man. You guys got to read this. Now, here's one I'm not going to read, but you better check it out. It's called, this guy wrote me Bon Jovi. If you remember last podcast, I said something about Bon Jovi buying the team along with, uh, of course, Steve Young. And he did a great job here and putting together a lot of Bon Jovi tunes in this take of his, and it's pretty freaking funny. Check it out, RaiderNationPodcast.com. The Bon Jovi take is just priceless. Colorado Chris, ouch. Still want Leinert? Brooks proved that he has some more reps than he can do for us. He can do more down the field. Sorry, Greg, Walter is not our future. We need to draft the mobile QB and, of course, offensive lineman. Well, You know, Brooks could be our future. It would be a shame to let him go and find out he burns us next season or the season after that once he becomes a superstar. Well, you know, Walter, I hate to say this, but he looks a whole lot like Kerry frickin' Collins, KFC, which is, you know, a pretty bad thing to say. But that's what he looks like from here. It's starting to look more and more like it's scaring me more and more every time we watch him play. I'm just thinking he's on the edge of something good, and he blows it, takes a sack, and that's it. And, of course, Colorado Chris says he's talking out of his ass. He doesn't know about to say about her Raiders because, of course, he's freaked out. Messing with Tommy is getting old. Uh, he owns him, he says. Oh, no, you don't. Not till you get on that video, Colorado, and let him know in person how you feel about the Yankees, the pinstripe biatches of the Bronx. He says he likes seeing Fargus. He puts his head down and he's a scrapper. Absolutely, man. He hits hard. Reminds me of Napoleon and Kaufman. Me too, man. Napoleon put his head down and you could hear the crack across the doggone field. So, another highlight Broncos lose. <laughs> Fuck those Bronky Dick, Bronky Ducky Dick, chap motherfuckers. I'm out. He loves to hate the Broncos. I hate the Broncos too, man. I don't even live there, but you do. Okay, the Assassin. The Assassin comes in with Don't Buy Android. He's talking, of course, about the blogs, the PFT, ProFootballTalk.com, claiming that the NFL is concerned about the Raiders and the organization and what they will do without the dark side in the NFL. Well, you know, that might be something to that, but eh, I don't think so. I think that's bullshit, to be honest with you. Well, Raider fans, this is Raider Greg with another show. I know it's not the most happy show because shit, we're losing. I'm flipped out. I know you're flipped out, and I'm freaking sick of losing, just like you are. What the hell can I say? You got to deal with it. Let's look forward to the draft. Let's hope there's something happens. I hope I'm so dead wrong about the Artshell Tom Wall show. I hope it's it, it's just not going to happen. Uh, here's a twist of some freakness. What do you think if Hardshell were to hire? Um, Gruden as an offensive coordinator. You think? Nah, they play different games. But it sure would be nice to see. I'd love to see Chucky on the sidelines again. I know a lot of you guys would just like to see the same thing. Well, he's looking. You never know. Well, for this Raider Nation podcast, uh, I wanted to remind you guys to check out the Raider Nation videocast where we'll be going to the fan send off on Saturday Randy and I should be there with bells on and like I said I'm going to put the camera in Randy Moss and say what's up man what's up with you take the money and run run out of town that is okay Raider fans this is Raider Greg with another show I got to go because I am out